0: Today, um, if you are new, we might apologize because uh, we we take a a Sunday a year right at the first of the year to kind of just look back and look over some things that have happened throughout the throughout the year but we 'll try to get through that fairly quick, but before we get started into that i 'll just remind us again that i don 't know maybe maybe you 've taken the opportunity. Uh, this January 1st, to make some sort of a resolution. Maybe it's a, I'll read my Bible in five to seven years program, or go to the gym for three weeks. Um, You know, I don't know which one uh, you might have joined up in, but, but here's the great thing, is that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, God. That every day for us, no matter how many times we fall down, no matter how many times we fail to live up to a New Year's resolution or to be the people that we say we're going to be, that God is always ready to just gather us up to put his arms around us, and to to help us to get just a fresh start. His grace is is new every day. His mercy's never, ever in. Think about that, his grace. And here's the interesting thing about grace. I think too often the, the modern American church is teaching that grace is just this covering. And certainly that is the truth. Grace covers our sin. Grace is a covering that we wear. But grace doesn't just covers sin. Grace empowers God's people to live a different life, to live apart from that sin, to be victorious over sin in our lives. This is the God that we serve. And every single day is a brand new opportunity to say, you know what, God, I'm ready to do this different. Just like Faith said in her, in her testimony, she said, look, I'm done with both with, with a foot On each side of the fence here. I want to get, I'm gonna get all in. It's time for me to get all in. So his steadfast love, it's the only steadfast thing we have. It's the only thing really in this world that we can really trust and and just know that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, he is never going to abandon you. You're you're never gonna go so far that God just goes, Oh, I'm done and I'm over with you. I, 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 I just don't do it. Remember, he's a shepherd. He's a shepherd who goes after the one. He's not a shepherd who says, you know what? I got 99 more. I didn't really like that sheep anyway. Kind of stunk and was really dumb. Um, I'm tired of chasing it around. No, he is a shepherd who took care of the, who made sure the 99 were set and went in pursuit of that one. This is the God that we serve. So, Let's go through and let's look basically just through some things uh, from the church. Now, now the church, you know, I, I really feel like 2023 was not the easiest year as a church. Right? We we we, we had some we had some struggles. We had a split uh, 22, and and I think that a big part of 23 was was a mourning kind of a time. It was it was a grief kind of a time for us as a church body. It was a healing kind of a time for us. I'm really excited. We'll talk about the future of kind of where we're going, but but um, but I think that things are. I really feel like we're we're on the uh, we're on the mend and we're moving forward. So now here's here's my quick uh, thing. Our final um, financial statements haven't gotten to us from the, the accountants, and so some of this I'm 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 trying to 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 make a, a few guesstimates at before all of the. Books are settled, but I think I'm fairly close, but I could be off, so just know that. Um, our giving in 2023 is going to roughly run about $355,000 uh, for the year. In gifts, missions, and b- benevolence for the year, we gave $45,000 um, away, and I'm, I'm rounding up. I'm not uh, doing, you know. So $45,000, which was, I, I think for us as a church body, was, was the most that we've ever been able to be generous with. And so back into the community, back into missions and things like that. So that I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about. I'm excited that we were able to be generous this year. I, but I'll tell you this, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There, We had to shut off the our, our outside benevolence kind of stuff. We had to start saying no, because there's a, there's a, a lot of things uh, socially and different things with people in the community. Um, the price of housing in Sheridan is is, is bananas and through the roof. Um, there are some programs that some people uh, were you know were using and were helpful for people. So we we just had this absolute surge of requests for needs this year. Um, we we had to start telling people outside of the church that we were just out of funds at a certain point because we were we just didn't have funds anymore. But we were able to. Do a lot with, with what we had. Um, our missions that we gave away last year was $18,785, roughly. Um, and, and that basically went out this way, uh, it went out to Misha and Rosa probably to the tune of around $4,500 went uh, towards Misha and Rosa. And for those of you who don't know, Misha and Rosa are missionaries that we've supported for 17 years that are in Ukraine. God's, God, uh, I think, strategically kind of just set all this up, and, and they're able to reach out and to do a lot of things within uh, Ukraine in the midst of the war that, that they've been going on. So Misha and Rosa. We were able to send about $4,500 to them. Well, we sent uh, $6,000 to FCA this year, Fellowship of Christian Athletes locally, um, to uh, to help out with that, and, and I'm excited about what Fellowship of Christian Athletes is accomplishing right here in our community right now. They're doing a really great work, and so... We're excited to have been able to uh, jump in and partner with those guys. Uh, Kids Life, uh, which we've been a partner with uh, since its inception. Actually, the the people who started Kids Life were uh, attenders here at the church and, uh, and are and... Uh, Anyway, uh, we gave $5,000 uh, to Kids Life. I'm excited about the work that Kids Life is doing as an outreach to, uh, in particular, maybe junior high kids. gives them a place to go, and it gives them mentorship, and it gives them a positive uh, place where they can go after school. And the most important thing is that kids are hearing the gospel right there, and, and, and lives are being changed. Uh, the Foster Parent Exchange, um, we've been able to support. Them, uh, we've done $2,400 uh, a year since uh, they kind of have gotten going, and and they've really uh, taken off, and it's a whole new deal from whenever we were started to when we were supported them uh, first off. But Foster Parent Exchange, still doing just a, a fantastic work. That's Carla Trier right here, and and Stephen, and everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, golly, so sorry. Who is that? That's, that's, that's Carla Creighton. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so we were able to give them five thousand dollars or twenty four hundred dollars. I'm sorry, uh, the Legacy Walk for Life. Uh, we had a great out, uh, turnout. Um, I can I think we. I think as a church, we raised about seven thousand dollars, and that was not just. That wasn't money that came out from the church. That was individual walkers who got sponsorships and stuff. But as a team, we we're really able to support Legacy. We've also always been a part of the baby bottle uh, fundraiser that they've done, and we also provided gifts for the fathers at their, uh, this year at their Christmas party that they threw for the families that they had served throughout the year. So what we did was last year, instead of giving some kind of a gift uh, for Father's Day, you know, like a, a nice rose or something like that to our dads here and stuff, we just gave uh, money to Legacy on, on behalf of the fathers. And guys, guys were upset that they didn't get a flower, but, but but it's all right. We just had to go home and do everything, you know, did it, yeah. Anyway, I'll, oh never mind. Um, Operation Christmas Child. We raised twelve hundred dollars at the coffee cart to uh, help to uh, to to send one hundred and twenty boxes out around the world, uh, going to spread the gospel to we don't even who knows where. Um, so really excited for that. And if you're not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, it's just a shoebox uh, that that it gets filled up with with gifts and the gospel. Uh, They're distributed into villages around the world. The kids are connected to a discipleship program in a local church. And I think it's really a great ministry. So we did $1,200 and shipped out 120 boxes. But as a church, I think we did like 265 boxes roughly that uh, we sent out as a church body for that. Um, uh, We... uh, we had our our shared an adoptive family this year, which was the third year that we've run shared an adoptive family. And what that is is that we we take in families that are in need at Christmas time, and we try to pair them with other families to uh, to help that or to have that family help to provide for this family uh, Christmas. We did um, in in the a family we did 38 families this year, which last year we did 16. so, so that's pretty cool. That's a really amazing thing. We helped 38 families here locally uh, to just be blessed at Christmas time. Plus, then as a church, we raised $2,000 for that program, and we did an additional three families um, after that. So, for a total roughly of 41 families, that you were able to, because you're giving and helping and serving, uh, help to provide Christmas for. Uh, this year, our coffee cart missions, our coffee cart is, is all the money, the proceeds out of that always just go 100% towards missions. Um, and we did uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Valor Academy here in, in town, um, a, a local Christian school, and Operation Christmas Child. Right now, just so you're aware, we're shifting over. So anything that you give towards the coffee cart right now, we're actually uh, raising money to support the year a year's salary for a pastor in Nepal. And so what we're doing is there's a pastor that Barney, we've talked to Barney, our friend in in Kathmandu, and he's got a pastor that lives out in the village that is is pastoring, he's pastoring full-time, but what we're gonna do is help him so that he can send his kids to school. In Nepal, you have to pay for your kids to go to school. He has three kids, and what happens with pastors a lot of times is they have to quit pastoring so that they can work to send their kids to school. So we're roughly going to try to uh, raise the whopping amount of $700 so that his kids can go to school for the next year, OK? So that's, that's what's happening at the coffee cart, so you're informed. And that's what it, I mean, it's, it's amazing sometimes when we get outside of Disneyland here, um, what, what the rest of the world looks like and how they live. Um, we, get, we, uh, we, we gave Sheridan Memorial uh, just a, a pile of diapers uh, to send home with new families when kids are born at Sheridan Memorial Hospital. So that was, that was part of what we did with some of the money that we did for Mother's Day. Um, we, we, and then we also uh, gave to a mission called Mission 1010 in Ethiopia that helps uh, single moms and kids in Ethiopia, so we were got to be a part of that as well. Um, regularly, Crew uh, Campus Crusades for Christ—they uh, use our printer. We use—we we let them—we let John use our printer and our printing to do all of their outreach stuff, all of their brochures, all of the things that Crew uses. We've also you also helped to provide pizza for Crew as they were doing some outreach stuff with kids at the high school. Um, every week we take the van and we go to VOA um, and we bring folks in from residential treatment into church. And Anna, Anna, Anna goes in once a week to the women's facility and does a Bible study. And I go into the men's facility once a week and do a, do a Bible study. So our benevolence giving for the year, uh, let's see where we're we at here. Um, our benevolence giving for the year was $26,000. Um, our congregational benevolence or within the church was $9,000. We, we took $9,000 and helped uh, families within the church. Uh, we have a meals ministry, and, and I want to thank you if you've been a part of the meal ministry, if you've helped to provide meals for people when they were sick or tragedy struck their lives or they had a surgery or they broke something, whatever that looked like thank you that meal ministry or when a baby is born we do the meals and that is such an impactful ministry when you feed people in in times of difficult times in their life it's it's very meaningful it's very it's very heart, it means something, so thank you. So we've done the meal ministry. I don't know how many meals we've done. I don't know how many meals have come in that we've just frozen and had here at the church available to people whenever they, they have needs, so we can just get some food to them right, right away. So if that's something you like to cook or something, you can always cook up like a, uh, some, uh, I don't know, uh, what's good, help me, uh, casserole, cook up a casserole, something that will freeze. And then we can thaw it out and we can get it to people. Um, we had freezer meat. We've given a freezer full of meat, wild game, beef, everything. We've just, we've, we've pretty much, we emptied out our freezer this uh, just lately and just now had some more game. Meat came back into it, but we were finally able to defrost that old thing. Which, by the way, that freezer in the basement has been there, I'll guarantee you, since 1965. I'm not kidding. That thing is, you think about that, that thing's been running for like 50-some years or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, sorry, that's a rabbit. Anyway, um, we also have a food box outside of the church that uh, is, is, uh, that, um, that uh, the food bank kind of keeps, and people come through all the time and, and deal with that. Our outreach benevolence or, or, or money that went out of the church to help other people, single moms, rents, groceries... Uh, was $17,000 this year. Um, so so you, you were able to help, and some folks, really generous uh, givers, were able to uh, really help out with a particular family here in town who had a, uh, a their, their son was diagnosed with uh, skin cancer. Um, he was back and forth to Denver getting treatments and different things. And then and in the midst of it, sometimes it's amazing what happens to people. They had like a black mold problem in their home. They had a leak, a water leak underneath their home. And so everybody got incredibly sick because of the black mold too. Plus they're dealing with the kid that's got cancer. They can't pay the medical bills. They were behind on their rent, their MDU. And, and as a church body, we were able to come beside them and help them in a really big way to catch up, uh, to help mitigate all of the black mold in their house, to, um, to pay off medical bills to do a lot of things, but that's not all we did, but that was kind of a big thing that we did, but we're constantly, it's amazing, I mean, one thing about the church that's an interesting thing, and it's, it's, it's different from other, like, uh, para-church organizations, and I'm, I'm not down on those things, but the church is here, it's here, and every week, and that's one thing I want to encourage everybody in, and what we're doing here is that we're here, we're here, and people wander into this place all the time, in all kinds of shape, and we're able to talk to people, make some, some contact with people, pray with people, help people, and, and it happens on a regular basis. And so it's part of you know, what the community church is, is meant to be and do. You see, too often I think that the church, we've, we've relegated the responsibilities of the church to government. And, and, and now government is beginning to deal with the things that the church is meant to deal with. You see, the church is the one who has really been given the task to deal with the care of uh, of the poor in the, in the community and to deal with those kinds of things it was it wasn't meant to be the government but now that it's the government it's a, it's just all a mess and that's what happens with governments because governments are just good at, at bureaucracy so anyway that's my I'll get off my soap bandwagon right now so uh just uh some of, the, uh, some of the sermon series we did, we did the goodness of God. We did a series on heaven. We did a, spirit, uh, uh, a series on the Holy Spirit. We just got done with a series on Nehemiah. Um, we had different folks who, who jumped up. We've talked about Joseph, Gideon, who we are, Psalm 107, The Blessed Life, Ephesians 4, Revival, Isaiah 61. Some folks that have helped to fill the pulpit have been Ben Keller, uh, uh, Dan Keller, Phil Plett, Daryl Coots Chance Hawks and Luke Ost. So, thanks everybody who has helped out with all of those kinds of things. Um, our special services we, we had a worship service last, uh, last January, which was really a blessing. Um, we had Journey to the Cross, which is um, generally a short journey the way it's been going, right, uh, with the weather and snow, and especially last year with snow. We weren't able to go, but Journey to the Cross is generally a time where right the Saturday before Easter, we just meet here, we, we take in a message and some worship, and then we head out to the Kreslock Ranch, and we walk up a hill to a cross, and you just take a minute to just nail some stuff, so you write some stuff down and just nail it to the cross. Those things are taken off of the cross later, put into a box, and prayed over throughout the year, so it's a, it's a cool thing. Uh, but we had that uh, Easter service last year. We did a cardboard testimony and a, and a skit it was really cool. This year we did our Blue Christmas again, which is where we just acknowledge that hey, Christmas isn't always easy for everybody. Sometimes it's it's actually really difficult, and and people aren't you know it, it's that place where sometimes it, it really sinks in that that. Uh, that at Christmas, you know, things of loss and things like that. So we do a blue Christmas to just acknowledge and just be real and raw and, and, uh, and just talk about our loss and, and just get honest about it. And I think it's really a blessing to folks, thanks to Luke Austin, Celeste Jones, who both shared this year and, and made it really a great event. Um, Advent People who helped out with Advent candles and, and shared a little bit in front of the congr- congr- congregation were the Bargerstock family, the Shilliman family, the Holyfield family, Robinson family, Luke Ost, Lexi Digon, and Thomas and Claire Bushnell. We had a number of baby dedications last year. Uh, we had just lots of babies that, that were showing up, and so that was always a blessing. Uh, that's my experience. They just show up. I mean, I've heard people say you can plan them, but I don't believe that for one second. They just show up. But anyway, uh, baby dedications, um, candlelight service was really a blessing. we filled this place up again, and, and it was really great. And thanks to Ashley, who did the really cool painting while we were, while we were going through our service and stuff. And so that'll be getting up on the wall here before too long. Uh, and then we, uh, the young adults did a worship service uh, January 30th, the Saturday night, to kind of close the year out, and that was really a blessing as well. So the building. The building is used every year. It's used for weddings, funerals. It was a drop-off location for clothing connections. Uh, Special Olympics did a garage sale here. It's a polling station for voting. Um, young Life has used our buildings to meet, uh, to do their, their groups. Uh, we had a grief, we have a grief group that meets here on Tuesday afternoons. Uh, we had Scope, the Scope program here at the high school uh, does their graduations here. Uh, we had to fix the heater here this year. And this, I'm only telling you this because it's a real praise, because we thought it was going to be moochus money to fix this thing. And I, I know Anna Anna prayed that it would be quicker than expected and ch- less and cheaper. And Anna, God listens to Anna really good, so... <laughs> It's just, if you want somebody to pray for you, get Anna to pray for you. I'm just telling you. Anyway, it came in way cheaper and way faster than what we ever expected. So it was supposed to be $10,000. It ended up being like $3,700. So that was great. Um, every every uh, Wednesday at 115, we're here for prayer uh, in the church. If you can join us, that would be awesome. We just gather together and we pray uh, every Wednesday at 115 here. To, or th- did I say Wednesday? Yeah, sorry, Thursday. Thursday, never mind. Uh, last year, uh, some events were Lyft, uh, and we had uh, Jeremy and Jesse Zabrowski, uh, Phil Platt, Dan Keller, uh, myself and Anna, uh, and Scott Reistad did some groups uh, to really help us to be blessed with those Lyft groups, those are Living in Fellowship Together, groups where we get, got together Wednesday nights and had different, uh, different group uh, subjects and studies and things like that. We did vacation Bible school this last summer. We had 52 kids, and we probably had the most consistent that we've ever had. We like, had like 50-some kids when we started, and we had like 50-some kids when we ended. Usually, we start with 50-some and end with 30, but, but we, had, we really stayed consistent this year, so that was really a blessing. Uh, we had a number of baby showers with all those babies that were coming. Uh, the youth group did Chateau de Hog, which is the finest dining experience ever, uh, so, so look forward to seeing if there's a Chateau de Hogue this year. Uh, there was a Ladies' Sip and See in which all of the, the little babies were on display as, as ladies hung out and, and uh, doted over the new little ones that had arrived. arrived. We did an all-church picnic at Kendrick Park. Uh, ladies' Porch Fellowship happened throughout the summer. There's been tea and testimonies, uh, Molly, Pecukonis, and, uh, and, and B. Um, Hale have, were, uh, were the, were the kind of, they gave their testimonies in those. We did a church camp out from August 11th through the 14th. We did a Camp Bethel retreat um, just on kind of healing and forgiving. Uh, we had a church work day that Dan Keller put up not too long ago. Thanks for everybody who joined in with that. There was a team that helped to ring the bell for Salvation Army to help raise money for Salvation Army, and we had a great Christmas party at the m M&M and Center. So, Ministries that we're going on uh, really quick here: uh, Monday evening recovery group, Tuesday morning it's a guy thing, uh, Wednesday nights uh, Keller small group, Wednesday nights we're also our lift groups. Uh, there's youth group Wednesday evenings, both junior high and high school. Uh, there was there's Thursday is a young adult group that meets that's very vibrant and lots of young adults happening every Thursday evening. Uh, there is Friday morning men's Bible study. So. Uh, the Tuesday morning, it's a guy thing is a Bible study as well. Uh, new things. Uh, we had Bill McDonald and Brent Moore came on to our elder board, and we opened up our Home Point Center out there, which is, has the idea of helping parents. Uh, it's a resource center for one, but, but one of the main gists of that is to help parents, to equip parents, to disciple your kids at home. To remind everybody again, the church cannot disciple your kids. We we can walk beside you, we can equip you, and we can um, uh, support you. But really, the the amount of influence that we have is slight enough. It's just not enough. It really needs to be happening at home. And so we want to equip parents to uh, to uh, disciple your kids at home. And that's a big part of what our Home Point Center is all about. Um, there's a blessed movement class that's uh, happening Monday mornings. That's a ladies exercise class that's happening here on Monday mornings at uh, eight fifteen. Uh, we've done a couple of podcasts, and that's something that I actually have on my heart. I actually want to see that that grow, but we didn't get a ton of them done. We had over fifty volunteers uh, within the church. Whenever we did a thank you here at Christmas time, a thank you to all of our volunteers, our list was over fifty people. So. Thanks. Thanks for jumping in and, and, and volunteering and helping out. We had some losses. We lost our brother, Mark Cook, um, this year. And we also, uh, Barb Lassen, who um, had attended the church, uh, had passed away as well. And, and that's not all of the losses that we had, obviously, within the church body. There were losses that, that included uh, family members and stuff like that of people, but we didn't really get into really that la- list. So, 2024, um, you know, I just, you know, where are we headed? Well, one thing that I just invite you to pray about and look into, and, and uh, we just want kind of the message to go out a little further, is that we are looking for an associate pastor. We have an associate pastor role, um, and I'm excited about that feeling. I'm, I'm praying for that person. We're praying regularly for that person, and, and please be praying that way as well. Um, but but we are looking to fill uh, a pastoral position as a, an associate pastor this year. Um, I'm excited about the idea of that. We're we're hoping that person might have uh, maybe a, a little bit of giftings towards uh, some worship and things like that. But. Anyway, uh, we're looking for that, so join us in prayer and, and help that word to get out and get around that, that we're actually looking, and we're excited about who God has. We believe that God has just that right person, that right fit for this church body um, right here. Um, we're really hopeful. I, I just want to really see us continue to um, press into our, our vision statement, making disciples for Jesus of Jesus, making disciples of Jesus for God's glory and our shared joy. That that we, we do it why? Because it brings God glory. When when God has brought glory, He's made famous to the world around him. And, and there's a joy that we have when we actually participate in God's plan to make disciples. You will find no better fulfillment in your life. We're always looking for fulfillment. We're looking for things that will fulfill us. And I promise you, if you begin to, to really push into this and, and, and make disciples and actively be both in, in a discipleship relationship, find somebody who's ahead of you and say, hey, can we get together together? And can we study the word together and find somebody who's 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 a little bit behind you who's just kind of new to this thing or whatever and say hey let me bring you along let's let's get together and let's uh, let's uh, let's begin to study God's word together we want to see pockets of discipleship grow and grow and grow that it just becomes the 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 culture of our church because this is the, this is the commission that we're given this is our mission we don't need a mission statement because Jesus gave us a mission statement it's matthew 28 it's to go and to make disciples and, and so this is who we want to be um, I'm hopeful for leadership growth within the church both within myself and and, and, and on the the, uh, the our, our church elder board um, I'm just hoping that we can grow and that we can grasp kind of a, a greater vision for for what does it look like. What does it look like for the Rock Church for for twenty four? I'm hoping that we'll all go deeper together. I, I want to see us go deeper. Um, I believe that that the wider thing God will deal with that when when the time is right. But what really God is calling us to is to all go deeper together. If we all go deeper together, that's that's what's going to make the difference. And that we would just really truly be an authentic community. Do you know that the uh, the that the there's a, there's a health advisory in the United States right now about loneliness. You know that? Isn't that crazy? As connected as people are in a, in, a, in a very shallow way. See, people are connected at about a quarter of an inch deep way out here. But there's no depth to the relationship. And, and God's people, we have to understand this. We have to understand that God isn't calling us to shallow Relationships. God is calling us to authentic and deep relationships. He's calling us to be a, a community, a body of believers that recognize that, that there's a world out there that's hurting. Like I've said before, the church is one of the only organizations I can think of that actually exists. It exists for those who aren't part of it right? It exists for us, no doubt about it. For what, though? To be equipped. To do what? To go out of the doors here and to be the church in the community and to, and to help others to come into relationship, into saving relationship with Jesus. And honestly, that's going to just take us all. It really is. Um, we just have to all uh, recognize that we're going to have to be a part of that. that, that, that the church isn't a thing. See, we've gotten too much into a consumer church in America. The, the attitude a lot of times of churchgoers now is, is, is well, what, what do you bring to me? How well are you doing this thing? How well are you entertaining me? How well are you doing this or that? And if it's good enough, and if it's up to my standard, then maybe I'll be a part of what, you're go, what you got going on. But, but you see, we've we got to be a people. Uh, I heard a quote the other day. I thought it was great. It said, it said quit Quit, quit looking for a perfect church and start to serve a perfect God with imperfect people, right? Because that's what we got here, right? It's, it's just where we're at. It's the reality of it. And as we rub up against each other, you know what? Sometimes that's really hard. You know, sometimes that's actually quite difficult and stuff. But what I've found is that those people that when I rub up, they rub up against me a little bit, those are actually the people I need. Those are actually the people that God uses in my life to take those those little those edges, I know, it's hard to believe. I know, it's hard to believe. I know you guys thought I was perfect. But if I haven't let you down yet, just give it time, okay? Because um, that's where we're at. Um, so, 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 19, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I did not belong to the body, That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as as it is, God has arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? Right? If we were an island all to ourselves, where would we be? Where would the world be? where would the world be apart from the church? I, I, I firmly believe that you wouldn't want to live in a world that didn't have the church in it. I believe that because, because it's Christians, it's the church that, that really make a difference in the world, okay? Now, we're not perfect and we're not do, but, but it's Christians that are taking by the horns the, the issues that are in front of us, the struggles—it's—it's it's, it's Christians generally, not always. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not always Christians doing all these things, but it's Christians who are providing the the aid to the world. It's it's Christians who have a heart for those things—for children, for adoption, for uh, for for seeing people well, for seeing uh, you know, it's the church, and 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 we have this high privilege. To be a part of what God is doing, you see. There, there's not many of us in here. There may be somebody in here who could do. Uh, no, no. There's nobody in here who could do alone what we've accomplished together in the last year as a church. You can't do it. You you, you can't spread yourself that thin. You see, and so so there's this need to to really recognize that the church is important. The church is—it's significant, and and just because—and you all have a role to play within the church. the The hard part is trying to figure out how to put all of these pieces together so that the whole thing operates as it's meant to operate. But everybody brings something into this: their hands, their feet, there's eyes, there's heads, there's, there's 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 all kinds of stuff, and and so we bring that, and when we bring that together. We're much more than what we are apart. And as imperfect as the church can be and as, as frustrating as the church can be at times, the church is still the means by which God has chosen to receive glory and to be made famous in the world around him. You see, it's the church. If, it, it, it's not the individual. It's not Christians in a say. It's the church that gives glory to God. It's, it's the church by which God receives glory. It's the church that Jesus died for. It's the church that Jesus is building, not you and I, Jesus is building his church. And he has said this, that that, uh, hell, Hades will not overcome it, right? Why? Because he's doing this thing and he's doing a work in here among us. Galatians 5.13, it says, "For We were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. The whole context of this is about not just consuming one another and biting and taking chunks out of each other, but in recognizing that this is all based in in God's love and that because of God's love, because of what Jesus has done to purchase his church and the high privilege that each one of us have, we we should really just consider it such a joy to be able to serve one another. Thinking about what was said earlier about like if God has offended you, right? I would say this: if God has never offended you, you need to read your Bible more, um, because you 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 will get offended at a certain place. Uh, God in His Word it doesn't it doesn't agree with everything about who we are or the direction that we want to go. It Challenges us. It it gets in there and it and, and it challenges us to be something different to live to something different, to, to recognize again that there's a higher vision for life than what we tend to sell ourselves out for. We tend to live for the low things versus the higher things that God is calling you to. And this is something, too, that it's, it's not about, don't hear me saying that it's about being more religious or it's about attending church more. What it's about is about deepening your relationship with Jesus. It's about seeing just a beautiful picture about who the church is and, and what God is doing in the midst of the church. It's why we do the things that we do, the things that don't even make sense a lot of times to the world. It's why we would even give. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, the point is, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Thank you for giving, because it makes a difference. See, when we give and we, and we, we, we pool our resources together, it gives us opportunities and 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 the more that we do that and the more committed that we become and the more that we buy into that idea the more that we can accomplish maybe we don't have to, we don't have to to say at a certain point we're sorry we we've, we've we've nothing uh, we, we've got no resources for you um, the more that we do that the, the more that that we'll be able to just do as a church body, and, and, and again, not to just look good, but to give God glory so that he is given glory. Paul says this, Ephesians 3, verse 14, "'For this reason I bow my knees before the Father "'from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, "'that according to the riches of his glory "'he may grant you to be strengthened with power "'through his Spirit in your inner being.'" To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, that's Paul's prayer is this, this idea is like, let it go in. Let it go in. And let it go into a deep place that you and I might recognize how big and how, how deep, how, how high, how deep, how wide. This love is that we would be rooted and we would be grounded in the love of Christ. And out of that, not by compulsion, not by trying to look good in front of the community, not trying to just be more religious, but out of that love that, that there would be just a river, it would just, it would just be an outflow out of, out of our lives. And that outflow would go out and it would go into the community, that we would begin to, to speak the word of God and 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 see, there's something in that. There's a power in beginning to speak the word of God. If you're if you're not speaking the word of God, you you need to get started on that. You need to, it needs to come out in your conversations, because hearing comes by faith and faith by the word of God. And and when we speak the word of God, it begins to build our faith. I was listening to this. Anna was sharing this 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 uh, gal uh, songwriter gal. Uh, anyway, I'm going to forget her name, but. But it was just so powerful. I was like, that's the truth. And when we begin to speak God's word, our faith grows. And we begin begin to speak it more. We begin to be more bold about speaking. There's something that, that the spoken word begins to do in our lives. But, but, but see, that, that starts that starts not just by going out and saying, well, I'm going to get a soapbox and a, and a megaphone. I'm going to go out to the corner. No, it begins with a love that is inside of us, this thing where we've met with the Lord, where we've come to know who He is, and we've recognized how great this love is. And you start to realize that God did, he did what He did so that you could come, so that you could be relationally right with Him. See, this gospel thing as believers, I think we need to, in 2024, we need to, we need to remind ourselves of the gospel. We need to preach the gospel back to ourselves again until it really takes root and we understand what has been done for you and for I, and, 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 then, and then to recognize how big this thing is, that, that this thing is big, that, that there's a lot of things that I give way too much uh, importance to in my life, when, when God has set us in this place and in this time, and, and we have this opportunity before us as we start. And you know what? Like I said, God's always good about, about redos, His grace, His mercy is new every day, but there's nothing wrong with us taking a minute at different times because we are living inside a time and say, you know what? Today, today's the day. No more one foot on each side of the fence. I'm getting all in. I'm going to get all in for the things of God. I'm going to recognize this, this, there's a higher vision for living. I'm done with low living. I want to have something higher. I want to go deeper. I want to know Him more. I want to be a part of a church that's, that, that's, that, that, that's going out, that's doing this thing. Hope you do too. Father, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you know us and you love us. We give praise and glory and honor to who you are. You are the source of, of every good thing. You're the, you're the perfect father with perfect gifts, and, and you never change. And you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your, your, your grace and mercy is new every day. You, you have a plan for the things of this world, and, and even though we are passing away, we have opportunity while we're here to, to, to partake in, in things that have eternal value, things that are, that are eternally important. We, we have our opportunity before us to, to live our lives for something that is worth living our lives for. We can spend our lives on something that's worth spending our lives for. So God, whatever that looks like for us individually, Lord, whatever, whatever gifts are within this place, Lord, I'm, I'm praying that we would use those gifts and god i 'm just praying that that it would go out that the message would go out i 'm praying again I have a heart for our coaches and god i 'm praying over the coaches that are here and those who aren't here who coach and i'm praying that in that sphere of influence that you give to coaches that that God you would uh, you would use that and that they would recognize just that platform that venue that that uh, that place of of trusted relationship that they hold, that, uh, that they might glorify you and that, and that kids at sports might, might come to know you, Jesus. I'm praying for those who are in the, in the teacher, teachers. I'm praying for, for teachers to, to recognize just those opportunities that they're given, just the, the, the blessing of, of being able to speak into somebody's life and what that looks like. People who are in the medical field, I'm praying they would recognize just the healing touch that's on their lives. And God, I pray too just for, for wherever we find ourselves, whatever realm that we're in, Lord, we just want to recognize and know that there is no separation between the sacred and the secular, that, that whatever we do, whatever we do, we're to do it as to you. So God, I'm praying over the influence that each person has in this place, the unique relationships that they hold and, and, and the opportunities that are before us as we march into a new year. God, may we, not, may we not just let those things go by us. May we, may we recognize that we're here at this place and at this time for something, for something that you're doing, a new thing maybe that you're doing because you're always doing new things. And so, God, we just want to meet you in this place. We, just, we, we want to give you full reign over this church, over this body, over our lives. And, God, we're asking that you would do a mighty work in us, God. And, and maybe even where there's no desire. Lord, we're asking that you would kindle a desire in us for something deeper and something more. Maybe we've just been going through the, through the motions for just a long time. God, we're just asking you, Jesus, to do a new thing in us, rekindle in us something. Give us that, that, that new love, that, that passion, that drive to serve you with the whole of our being. And we pray over our children, Lord. We're praying that you would raise up a generation, God, that you would raise a generation to turn the tide of this world back towards you, a, a generation that, that, that hopes in you, that, that loves you, that serves you, that, that loves the people and the world around them in the way that you do. Help us, Lord, as a church to come for people and guard us against just coming against. Help us that we might come for people like you did, Jesus, and we ask it. In your mighty name, amen.